0: Little honey bees flying around Little green peas from the ground Butter milk biscuits nice and brown Bring it to Tennessee farm table Butter beans peas, beets and chard Chickens running in the yard Catfish frying in that lard Bring it to Tennessee farm table Cast skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to TNC farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop black and candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to TNC farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table.
1: Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that I created to spotlight people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare and preserve regional foods and agriculture. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. Today, we are setting the table with food to the rescue. We're going down to Nashville, Tennessee today to visit with the good people of the Nashville Food Project. So we'll visit with them today and hear more about the good work that they do. We'll also hear from Mary D.D. Constantine, who is the happily retired food editor of the Knoxville News Sentinel, on the topic of collard greens with a recipe for a delicious 20-minute meal, Asian noodles and greens, using collard greens. And as part of his potluck radio series, Fred Sossman brings us a taste of turkey with a capital T from a new restaurant in East Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it so much. In 2019, the Nashville Food Project had quite an impact on the community and their 58 community agency partners that they serve, providing 265,000 nourishing made-from-scratch meals, And these meals were made with over 14,000 pounds of fruits and vegetables grown in the Nashville Food Project production gardens. And also, they utilized 145,000 pounds of donated or recovered food. And that donated and recovered food was valued... At approximately $407,000. Most of this work is provided on average of about 379 volunteers in the Nashville Food Project kitchens every month. A big component of the Nashville Food Project are the community production gardens. Now these gardens provide over 25,000 servings of organic fruits and vegetables for meal programs each year. And volunteers support all aspects of the growing, including turning the ground and planting seeds, weeding, and harvesting the fresh produce. These production gardens also serve as demonstration sites where volunteers, staff, and other visitors can share their knowledge about growing and cooking and enjoying food and building community. And they even partner with some schools in the area so kids can learn these skills and also help in the business of producing food to share with the community. And as mentioned, let's first hear from Terry Sloan. She's the development director for the Nashville Food Project. In a nutshell, tell me what this organization
2: does Yes. So I think what the Nashville Food Project does is we work towards what we call community food security, which is really just ideally um, making Nashville a place where everyone has access to the food that they want and need. And we do that in a number of ways driven by our mission to grow, cook, and share nourishing food with two primary goals of cultivating community and alleviating hunger here in our city. What are some of the tentacles that this place reaches out into the community to make that happen yes so I mentioned um, three verbs in our mission statement that grow that cook and that share everything that we do pivots away from those three words um, so grow we are currently uh, growing in multiple garden sites throughout the city where we use all organic growing practices and no major equipment, all hand labor, volunteer labor. Um, We are growing food for our meals program that comes back into our kitchens, gets you, you put in the meals and shared out in the community. And we're also offering community garden space for uh, families and individuals primarily low-income and or immigrant and refugee families that want to grow their own food so we provide them with the land and some basic resources and basic training so that they grow food and they take that home with them to feed their families um, and then also in our gardens we're working with a number a small number of farmers who all entered the United States as refugees from Bhutan and Burma they have all been farmers they're large majority of their lives and so we are empowering them and enabling them to grow food to sell. So they are growing food in our land and then selling it through market channels that we help support um, to earn supplemental income through the growing of their food. Um, That's out in our gardens, in our kitchens. Right now um, we are operating two commercial kitchens here at our headquarters and just down the road at St. Luke's Community House where we are preparing about 5,000 meals every single week. Um, These are really delicious, high-quality meals. We're making our own marinades and salad dressings, um, using all fresh produce, um, really to make sure that the food is really good, high-quality, it tastes good, it's good for you, and it's food that you and I would be proud to eat. Um, What's unique about our meals is the way that they go out into the community, um, in addition to the quality. the way that we share our meals out in the in the community is through a, a really collaborative model. Right now, we have thirty five nonprofit partners all across the city of Nashville and a few outside of Davidson County. Um, that they are sharing our meals alongside their programs. So they may come to us and say, I've got this really great GED prep class for single moms, and we're gonna provide childcare on site so the kids are taken care of, but we know if we could provide a good hot dinner for the moms and their kids, The moms can know that their kids are taken care of. They can get full and not be distracted by being hungry and really focus on the tutoring and and really uh, focus on getting ready to take that GED. Um, That's just one of our partners that's a a partner that we work with called Begin Anew, Um, but we have different partnerships all over the city of Nashville where we are providing meals alongside uh, sliding scale preschool programs, alongside uh, senior services, alongside job training and ESL classes kind of whatever, whatever it is that our partners are doing that helps break a cycle of poverty in some way, we work to position our meals alongside that work so that you know, collaboratively we can really kind of get at some of these root causes of poverty. Absolutely,
1: and and for people that are listening that want to become involved or donate, how is it they get in touch with this place and find out more information?
2: I would say the best place to start is our website, which is the NashvilleFoodProject.org. Um, they can go there and find links to volunteer and sign up for volunteer activities. We, we involve hundreds of volunteers every single month in our gardens and in our kitchens and out on our food trucks, um, or they can find a link to donate as a development director I always say donate 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 (laughs) (laughs) um they can find a list of you know pantry items that we like to have food drives for uh for us a food drive is a little bit different we're not using a lot of canned foods but we love an olive oil drive or a dried pasta drive because those are things that we we utilize a lot in our kitchens Um, But really, yes, if you want to get involved or learn more, I would say go to our website. Um, There's lots of information about all of our programs. Since this is airing outside of of the Nashville area, I'll also say we have had um, folks from different cities come and visit us and really kind of... um, shadow our programs and learn a lot about our models with an interest in potentially taking some of what we're doing back to their own communities. Mm-hmm. Um, we welcome that opportunity to share our model, um, knowing that our model is not perfect for every city. It's what works for us here in Nashville. But if we can can help others in other communities learn a little bit about different things that they can do to address community food security, then we love we love to to you know entertain those and, and offer what guidance we can.
1: You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and today we are talking about food to the rescue. Our feature today is the Nashville Food Project, and after a short break, we'll hear from Chef Director of the Nashville Food Project, Bianca Morton, and also Food Writer, Author of the book Nashville Eats, and Marketing and Events Manager for the Nashville Food Project, Jennifer Justice. And before that, let's hear from Mary D.D. Constantine on the topic of collard greens and that recipe for Asian noodles and greens using collard greens.
3: Collard greens have seen a resurgence of late, even being named one of the most nutritious of the greens family. In fact, a recent study shows that steamed collard greens outmatched steamed kale, mustard greens, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and cabbage in its ability to help lower cholesterol. My grandmother always cooked her collard greens with a ham bone used for seasoning. My mother used bacon crease, adding the seasoning to canned collards, and now I know why I didn't like them as a child. Me, I've gone old school like my grandmother. A ham bone is a must, and if I don't have one, I bake a ham simply so I can get the bone. The smoked ham hock found in the store just won't do. But there are many more ways to use collards than just simmered in a pot. They are great, sautéed, steamed, used fresh as a salad base, prepared in a quick stir fry, or dropped into soup. In fact, it can be substituted for just about anything that calls for spinach. Just be mindful that the texture will be different as collards have a more toothsome bite to them. One of my favorite go-to dishes where I use collards is something I call Asian noodles and greens. To make it, you take angel hair pasta, because it cooks the quickest, and you place it in boiling water. Add a handful or two of collards, keep in mind they cook down pretty small, and then boil until the pasta is cooked through. In a separate pan, saute your favorite mushrooms in a small amount of olive oil and soy sauce. Strain the pasta, collard mixture and place in a saute pan with the mushroom mixture. Sprinkle with sesame oil, sesame seeds, a little salt, some red pepper flakes for a kick, and serve warm. You can also add leftover chicken or pork if you like. Either way, you've got a filling meal in 20 minutes tops. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table.
1: And let's hear from Chef Director Bianca Morton of the Nashville Food Project.
4: So I'm the Chef Director. I plan meals, um, menus, um, how to divvy up our sharing food, um, to which partners they might go to. I decide how to use the food that we recover. Uh-huh. Um,
5: which is a big job because it's basically like she's on chomped every single day. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You never know what you're going to recover. I have no idea what we're going to recover. I have um, no idea when we're going to get it. Um, <laughs> we got, like, cucumbers the other day. Somebody called, and a grocery store rejected the cucumbers, and I have to decide what I can use and what I can't use because I want to be a good steward, and I don't want to just take stuff because they're offering it, no. but I also don't want it to waste, and it just sit in the cooler, and I have to compost it. Yes. So with we, we got, like you know, several hundred pounds of cucumbers. <laughs> but they're individually packaged. They're the English cucumbers, so oh, they're man. they're nice. Yeah. So we're going to, we taken some. Um, I passed some on to our auxiliary kitchen at St. Luke's. Um, our distribution and, um, and procurement, he's going to be delivering some to the mission, to the um, little pantry that could. We gave some to Shade Tree, which is a group that they we give them like, vegetable fruit and vegetables and menus and recipes and they kind of help people with nutrition so and then what we can't give away we'll make pickles well there you go (laughs) any kind of style of pickles we can use and (laughs) and we'll can some so we can get as much use as possible and what we can't use then we compost which we still end up using because Mm -hmm. the fertilizer goes out to the gardens yeah so and will you tell us real quick about
5: um i know it's not a real quick story
4: but the asparagus, because I love that. When okay. <laughs> so a truck driver called, and he was like, hey, this grocery store rejected this asparagus. He was like, there's nothing wrong with it. It just fell off the pallet." So the grocery store did not want to pick up each box. Because oh they gosh. come in boxes, one like 10-pound boxes. They didn't want to pick them up and put them back on the pallet so they can just take their forklift and take it off. So they rejected the order. So he pulls up in a semi. And we've been waiting all day long for this. And by then, we were trying to get people to kind of hang around because we did not know what we were going to walk into. And this was my first time getting a large donation. And it was, like, maybe three or four people that hang around, including the lady that was at the front desk Elizabeth. She was pregnant at the time. Oh. She was like, I'll help. And we were like, yeah, no, don't know what we're going to do. But she, it took about six of us. We ended up doing, like, a bowling relay train, like, because it was all in the very back of the semi, and we got on there, and like we had like two people in the back that was like rolling it towards the, the middle, <laughs> a relay person to help give that extra push down the rest <laughs> of it. We were uh, somebody was on the end to pick it up and then transfer it over into the back of our refrigerated truck. And we just did that. We actually, it was like 2,000 pounds of asparagus. Oh we goodness. had asparagus in everything, it was asparagus soups, salads, sides. We were blanching it and freezing it. We had asparagus. Yes. Degrees. Oh, my God. We had stratas. We had asparagus went in everything. <laughs> every single thing you can think of. And then what we couldn't do, we shared as much as possible first because they were beautiful. Yeah. It was only a few that got crushed, you know, that were in the, oh. we were able to salvage every single last one. That's
1: wonderful. So,
4: we weren't expecting it, wasn't expecting it to be that big of a job. I mean, we were like sweating bullets that. <laughs> or whatever trying to do that. We had like a physical workout. When we left, and the next day, we all looked like we had just been seriously working out. But yeah, so we get those kind of instances and we have to figure out the best way to use it. I have to figure out what I can share. I'll change my menu for the week really fast and then um, yeah, because I'm getting chicken salad today. We have catering companies that have called and wanting to partner and just as long as they follow certain guidelines, because I can reject stuff and because we're, the kind of kitchen we're in and I can't take food that's already been given to someone and you just pack it back up mm-hmm. but if we ask certain questions and if they pass the kind of questions they we're asking we can use it then yeah I'll find a way whether or not it's um just the meals that go out I also save stuff for like food bags because we get several people that come by and they're just looking for an extra hand mm-hmm. so
1: yeah well now in your daily life what do you wish people
4: would give you more of?
1: Here in this
4: kitchen, some hidden walls and storage. I see. Because right now, we thought this was going to be great because it's like so much space, but we've gotten an influx of donations. Like, and as restaurants close, and it's, and it's sad that, you know, some long standing restaurants are closing, but it's beneficial for us because we just got like a huge amount of paper supplies. Oh. I don't even have anywhere to put it. Uh huh. <laughs> and th- that's the sort of thing. That way we could be better organized. And it can be easy to maintain because everyone that comes in these doors are volunteers.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And we want to make it as easy and as simple as, for them as possible.
5: Some of the
4: staples, like olive oil. Olive oil, we never run I haven't had to order olive oil. Because, you know, so olive oil is a big thing for us. Um, flours, sugars, peanut butters, oats. Um, we love to make trail mix and gooey granola bars for our snacks that go out to kids. Yes. make it fun and healthy, and we also have lots of kids group that volunteer, so that's great projects for them to do. So um, paper supplies, oils, honeys, oh, yes. <laughs> vinegar, and wines. We're starting to get special requests, too, so any kind of specialty stuff that might be gluten-free
1: yes. or
4: vegan, mm-hmm. we would love to have as well.
1: Well, that is good to know. And, and, again, your first and last name?
4: Bianca Morton-Hughes. I'm the chef director here at TNFB.
1: Thanks for sparing some time, because that's something you
4: don't have. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, not much of Look, my cooks were looking at me like, are you going to warm my butter up or not? (laughs) I know it. This is the best chef job I've ever had. I've worked all over the city in um, commercial kitchens, but I've always been looking for a job that it had a mission attached to it, that it wasn't just words. It was actually a day of life. And here, I know that our cooking gives people hope, They give them life, love. It gives them every good feeling in the world. And I love having a job, a chef job, because I never wanted to stop being a chef. But I love having a chef job that I get to go in here every day and do that, and it doesn't feel like work.
1: You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and you've just heard from Chef Director Bianca Morton of the Nashville Food Project. I'm featuring the Nashville Food Project today on the program and the important services that they provide to the Nashville community. Now, let's hear a little bit from Jennifer Justice. Jennifer is a well-known food writer, author of the book Nashville Eats, and also the marketing and events manager for the Nashville Food Project. I'll have a whole other podcast on Jennifer where we focus just on her wonderful book Nashville Eats.
5: Partners right now, and one thing that we like to make sure that people know I think a lot of times there's a misconception that maybe we do emergency food, which is necessary and important and you know great work. And there are people out there that are doing it really well. But what we do is what we call community food, so we deliver these meals to partner organizations, other nonprofits, and other types of groups that are already doing really good work to disrupt poverty. So we're taking care of the food piece for them and helping them create community around food. Um, So it might be like a gang prevention program or an after-school program for at-risk youth, or it might be for um, the elderly. Or um, we (coughs) deliver food to a group of women who are, they're in a grieving group. They've lost um, uh, sons and daughters to gun (coughs) violence. So um veterans groups lots of different types of groups that we we take our food to. Yeah, so volunteers work in this area to prep and then some of our more experienced volunteers do the actual cooking, oh, but mm. they're really just fantastic cuz it's it's mostly home cooks, you know, who are coming in here and like, you know, sharing their skills with us to make You know, over 5,000 meals a week are coming out of this kitchen or being delivered out of this kitchen. So it's, it's a lot. That's wonderful.
1: You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And you have just heard from Jennifer Justice, food writer, author of the book Nashville Eats, and also the marketing and events manager for the Nashville Food Project. Before that, we also heard from Bianca Morton, the chef director of the Nashville Food Project, and Terry Sloan, development director for the Nashville Food Project. And after listening to this segment, if you'd like to connect with them, I've put their link along with links to all of my other guests on my website and podcast notes at TennesseeFarmTable.com and more information directly at the Nashville Food And up next is part of his potluck radio series, Fred Sossman brings us the taste of turkey with a capital T from a new restaurant in East Tennessee.
6: This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. An enterprising young Turkish couple has created one of the prettiest restaurants in the Tri-Cities area, located in downtown Johnson City, Tennessee. Bulent and Shengel Yaman serve flavorful eggplant dishes, kebabs, and rice like their mothers do back in Turkey. Bulent and Shengel call their new restaurant Red Meza. Meze means appetizer in Turkish.
0: We have a lot of red appetizers in Turkey.
6: Main dishes at Red Meze are often centered around kebabs.
0: I think everybody knows us as a kebab, you know, in Turkey. When you go there, you eat kebabs all the time. Yeah, we ma- have so many different kebabs.
6: And those kebabs are always served over rice at Red Meze.
0: We do white rice, which is, I use basmati rice here and a lot of people likes our rice.
6: Uh, What kind of rice is this? I said like the
0: rice is basmati but the way we cook it is Turkish style. Like we put orzo in our rice and then we cook it with the butter. I learned from my mother, so... <laughs> so she
6: put orzo in yeah. there? Yeah, she put orzo. And some cookings, you know, even though you from Turkey,
1: the, her mom cooks it different than my mom. Yeah. You know, like, everybody has their own style. You have gyro here, right?
6: Yes. Is that how you say gyro? I
0: say gyro.
1: Actually, uh, it's a... We, in Turkey, we call it döner. Döner means rotation. But in United States, everybody knows as a gyro. I go with gyro, and I'm not a Greek, so I'm... We pronounce it like East Tennessee accent, gyro. <laughs>
6: but some say that gyro, gyro, gyro. For Potluck Radio at Red Meza in downtown Johnson City, Tennessee, I'm Fred Sossman. This is John Waters, agriculture teacher at Heritage High School in Blount County, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table.